bonus episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. This project is made possible by the Tao Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. I'm a graduate of that program, not a student, and if you don't know me, I have a long history covering and researching the far right, specifically a hate group known as the Proud Boys. Now, this is a special episode, and if you can, if you've heard my podcast before, you can tell I'm still sick. I got COVID-19. <laughs> I went to see uh, a show because I really wanted to see my friend Vic Berger, who worked with me on some of the work we've done against the Proud Boys. He's a brilliant video editor. He works with Tim Heidecker, who's a comedian on a show called Office Hours. It's very funny. It was a great show. I had so much fun. Uh, I am double vaccinated with a booster. I still got COVID-19 and I knew it immediately. Uh, it was a very funny few days because I can't make this up. I talked about it at the end of the last newsletter, but I had a scratched cornea, which if you've ever done that, you are completely blinded until it heals. Um, I was completely blinded for two days. I've done it before. I need to get on a better treatment. I have dry eye. That's what happened. And um, was like, okay, well, I guess I've just lost two days of my life. <laughs> and it's blindingly painful. You can't see. You can't go near light. So you obviously can't read a screen. And then right as I was coming off that, I was like, wow, I, I feel like a truck hit me. I better check to see if, ah, oh, damn it, I have COVID-19. <laughs> I tested positive within 30 seconds. I was just like, all right, I don't have to wait 15 minutes. I'm, I know I'm sick. And then I had a fever for three days and it just has not gotten any better. I mean, I feel better, but my voice is still not back. I'm tired all the time, but I can't just sit for two weeks and do nothing. So I've been working and this episode I'm very excited about. It took a tremendous amount of work. If you want to look at the uh, sources at the bottom, that's not even complete. It I was running out of room. Um, Substacks limits how long you can make an article. And the source list on this is so long, it was just epic. I had to reduce it to like the smallest font I could get it. Um, so here's the headline. But her emails, the most outrageous claims Fox News has made about Hillary Clinton's email scandal. Fox News has decided Hillary Clinton committed worse crimes than what Trump is being accused of. So within minutes of the world finding out that the FBI had conducted a nine-hour search of Donald Trump's residence and offices at his club, Mar-a-Lago, Fox News had pivoted back to a seven-year-old story involving Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, a private server, and deleted emails. The email scandal was back. It never really died. Fox personalities will sometimes dredge up, I'm not kidding on this one, Ted Kennedy's mysterious car accident in Chappaquiddick, Bill Clinton's affair with an intern, and the terrorist attack on the U.S. consulate in Benghazi, Libya. Judge Jeanine Pirro has been known to just toss out the word Benghazi in the middle of a rant. This is true. And yeah, you can tell I can't do my Judge Pirro because I don't really have a voice right now. Strangely, no one on Fox News ever mentions Reagan's Iran-Contra scandal, the war crimes committed during the Iraq war, 
or how the world banking system nearly collapsed while George W. Bush was president. You'd think that that would get brought up. You know, there's scandals, but nope. Nope, we never talk about that. They never talk about any of that. But anyway, so I wanted to create a cheat sheet of sorts for readers who have a relative, coworker, neighbor, or friend who keeps bringing up Hillary's emails every time Trump's current scandal with classified documents makes the news, which would be probably daily. So here's a quick timeline before we get started of the facts that are not in dispute. Clinton exclusively used a personal email and private server during the time she was Secretary of State from 2009 to 2013. During the time Clinton was Secretary of State, she sent or received 62,320 emails. In 2014, after Clinton left the State Department, the House Select Committee on Benghazi asked to see her emails. This started an investigation into Clinton's personal email and private server. Her lawyers immediately complied with the request and eventually turned over 30,490 work-related emails to the State Department. They actually printed them all out. It was 55,000 pages. Her legal team also deleted 33,000 emails they deemed personal. Clinton did not follow government protocol, and her email records remain incomplete. In the final State Department report published on October 16, 2019, found there was no systemic, deliberate mishandling of classified information by Clinton or her associates. So this is a collection, I made a brief collection, of a breakdown of why Clinton was not criminally charged. And again, this is sort of ammo for when you've got somebody coming at you screaming or whatever. Be calm, be rational, try not to get nasty, just be like, you know, maybe, I don't know and go through these. Here we go. So the legal requirement to immediately preserve emails from non-governmental and personal accounts was not mandatory until two years after Clinton left the State Department. And I'm going to just play three quotes by um, FBI Director, then FBI Director James Comey, in his official statement about the investigation, which was made in July 5th, um, 2016. Here we go. I should add here that we found no evidence that any of the additional work-related emails were intentionally deleted in an effort to conceal them in some way. In a case like this, intent is quite important. And here's the second quote. We believe our investigation has been sufficient to give us reasonable confidence there was no intentional misconduct in connection with that sorting effort. So again, that word, which is intentional, is very important in this type of case. Um, it's very different than Trump's case, but we're going to get into that in the next podcast. So here's the third quote. Although there is evidence of potential violations of the statutes regarding the handling of classified information, our judgment is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. That's probably the best known quote from the entire investigation. Um, no reasonable, they repeat that a lot on Fox. No reasonable prosecutor would um, charge her with any crime. And it's true. If you actually dig, dig deep into this, there's nothing going on here. So on November 6, 2016, this was after Comey did his weird, oh, we have to investigate Anthony Weiner's computer situation. Um, the FBI announced the review was complete and no criminal charges were filed. Now, that was not done. It was not over at that point. There were subsequent reports by the Department of Justice that were completed in June 2018 and then the State Department in October 2019. 
that also found that Clinton did not break any laws regarding her use of personal email and a private server. And I want to reiterate, because I went through so many sources on this, that Clinton's emails were reviewed by both Rex Tillerson and Mike Pompeo during the Trump administration, and neither one of them could find any illegal activity. So Hillary definitely did not follow protocol, and she made several poor decisions in regards to her personal server and non-governmental email address, but there's no evidence whatsoever that she committed a crime, no matter how many times they scream about it on Fox News. So this next claim was actually uttered on Fox News, and it's kind of bizarro, and there's going to be more than one media clip here, and I'll just walk you through it. But this was actually uttered by someone on Fox News, an anchor who probably makes millions of dollars. He actually said out loud, Hillary Clinton had millions of classified documents. Now, the two worst offenders on Fox News, in my humble opinion, based on what I've watched, are Jesse Waters and Dan Bongino. They both just kind of throw things out there without any specifics, I don't know if Jesse Waters just knows he's making stuff up I, I, or his, he's just confused. I don't know. I'm going to play this clip and I'm going to cut into it as I, as I play it because it's just a ball of crazy. Here we go. This is from The Five, the day after the search on Mar-a-Lago. Hillary smashed iPhones with hammers and poured acid over 30,000 emails under subpoena. Now, there's major inaccuracies there. Number one. Hillary Clinton did not have iPhones. Hillary Clinton used BlackBerry devices. Hillary Clinton also had eight Blackberries the entire four years she was a Secretary of State. She did not have eight phones at the same time. She had one, two, three, four in succession like that. And as these phones were decommissioned, they were destroyed for security measures. With phones, sometimes they're broken in half, whatever. Acid was never used. That's a complete fabrication, but we're gonna get to that later. But again, he just got a number of things wrong in a very quick uh, snippet there. The FBI never raided her house in Chappaqua. They came over and had lunch and handed out immunity deals like candy. Hillary had hundreds of classified documents at her house. Okay, I have no idea if the FBI had lunch at her house or not. I don't know if there's any way of knowing that. Um, number one, because they never searched it. We, you've discussed this on Fox. They complain about the fact that her home was not searched, so I'm not sure why... The FBI, you know, where did they have the meeting with her? They did interview her, but is there evidence that it was at her home? No. Second, hundreds of documents at her home? What are you talking about? She didn't have any physical paper copies of documents at her home. Thirdly, immunity deals. This is new. Never heard this one before. I just read like 50 articles on this. I have no idea what you're talking about with immunity deals. You usually get an immunity deal if you testify against somebody. And I'm not sure who she would have testified against here. Like, why, why would you get immunity? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, and then this next clip is from Jesse Waters' primetime the very next day, and watch what number jumps up quite a bit here. That when Hillary had millions of sensitive documents in her country home, he didn't even try to get them back. He didn't lift a finger. Classified documents about Al-Qaeda, Benghazi, Russia. Okay, so in 24 hours' time, Jesse Waters claimed she had hundreds of documents at her home when she had zero. And hundreds of documents just turned into millions of documents. I know this might blow his mind, but there's ways to forensically figure out how many emails were involved here. And the FBI came up with a number that was about 66,000. No one's refuted that, but apparently Jesse Waters thinks there's millions of documents in um, Hillary Clinton's home. And then he claims to know what was on the documents. He claims it's about Benghazi, Al-Qaeda, 
and Russia. Zero proof of that. You do not know what you're talking about. There were not millions of documents. I I, I don't even know what to, I mean, I, when I heard this, I just went, Are, what? I literally like screamed and was like, well, I'm saving that. So yeah, that's what we're dealing with here. Now, the scary thing about this is that Jesse Waters is one of the highly, most highly rated shows on Fox News. So he could just casually say something like that. And, um, you know, three to four million people heard it. And then it gets repeated. And then the clips get put on YouTube and maybe a clip gets put somewhere on Twitter and then that gets repeated. And before you know it, people believe that Hillary Clinton had millions of documents in her home. Where would you even put millions of documents in your home? This is completely absurd. Now, to finish this little section, some emails that were made publicly accessible actually show how Clinton and her team specifically avoided using her private server to email classified information to each other. They took pains to move to an appropriate venue when discussing classified or sensitive information. And finally, the nine-page report that was released by the State Department, this was under President Trump in October 2019, noted that none of the messages in question were marked as classified. That's a little controversial because, see, in 2016, you wouldn't think that. But this, this investigation did not stop. The report also pointed to the ambiguity of how foreign government information should be treated and what could be shared in an unclassified system. So it's basically saying there's a lot of confusion. So it would be incorrect to blame Hillary Clinton when you can't even tell what's going on. And we'll get it more into that into depth. So the next section was sort of discussed in the, in the last clip, but the Fox claim that when the government asked for Hillary Clinton's phone, she smashed them with hammers. It's not exactly what happened. This next clip is from August 12th. This was the Friday of the Monday search at Mar-a-Lago. This is Dan Bongino. And this is just one of many clips I have of this basic premise. In closing, saying Hillary Clinton complied when they literally smashed blackberries with hammers <laughs> is really like laughable. So I just want to throw that in there. They I, hammers, they smashed them. They smashed I, them with hammers. That's not complying. I'm sure, pretty sure that's not part of the process. Okay, what he said was not true. There's no nice way of putting it. That's just not true. Uh, I have no idea where he gets his news from, but it's incorrect. So, again, to recap a little bit, the investigation into Hillary's emails didn't start until after she left the State Department. When Clinton was Secretary of State, she used BlackBerry phones to send email. During her tenure in the department, she used a total of eight phones in succession. So this number gets confused. You'll hear 13 because she had a total of 13 mobile devices with two known phone numbers. During the FBI investigation, Clinton turned over two BlackBerry devices, but an FBI forensic analysis found no evidence that they were connected to any of Clinton's private servers or contained any emails for when she was Secretary of State. She did this immediately. Fox News acts, acts as if the FBI asked for all 13 phones, which she quickly destroyed with hammers to keep them out of the hands of investigators. All the phones in question were long gone by the time the FBI asked for them. They didn't just take Clinton's word on this as her entire team was questioned about this and they corroborated her story. From James Comey, the statement again on July 6th about the investigation. This quote will make a lot more sense given that context. Secretary Clinton used several different servers and administrators of those servers during her four years at the State Department. And she also used numerous mobile devices to send and to read email on that personal domain. As new servers and equipment were employed, older servers were taken out of service, stored, and decommissioned in various ways. So he's sort of explaining what happened with the multiple devices that Hillary Clinton used 
Um, she didn't use them all at the same time. It was one right after the other. And what would happen is they would decommission them in some cases by, especially with the phones, smashing them with hammers or breaking them in half. And this went on the entire time she was Secretary of State. So it wasn't like they asked for the phones and then the, the lawyer said, ha ha, I have this devious plan and start smashing eight phones all at once. That's not what happened. And again, there was a whole team that they uh, interviewed and investigated. It wasn't just one person who came up with this crazy story. Um, so there was stuff that could back up the fact that they that's how they handled these phones. And it was done for security purposes so that nobody could get in them and hack them. Not the best way to handle it. But the, if you notice, do you see Comey talking about, oh, how did she smash these phones? No, this has actually been discussed. And they actually said, well, you tried to, you know, secure these somewhat. So it's a, it's a weird thing that never really got was never very clear in the press, in my humble opinion, and why there was some confusion about this. Now, this next section is about something called Bleach Bit, and this has been horribly, horribly uh, confused and turned into something it's not. Uh, the first clip is Hannity. This is the night of the search at Mar-a-Lago. Remember Hillary Clinton's house? It was never raided, even though she stored troves of classified material on a personal server. She deleted 33,000 emails. Remember, nobody had ever heard of bleach bit before Hillary Clinton. Hannity's an old pro. Ingram also uses the correct term, which is bleach bit. But then it gets changed, and you'll hear how it gets changed. Yeah, I forgot I forgot about the bleach bidding or whatever the heck it was called of the blackberries. I forgot about all that. You just brought me back to that, Chris. Now listen how a less than professional Fox host turns bleach bit into acid washing. Hillary Clinton was able to delete and acid watch 33,000 emails after they were subpoenaed by Congress. Absolutely nothing has happened to hold her accountable. Okay, so this is a, a little bit of a journey, but we're going on it together. Here we go. Now, why would anyone promote the idea that computer hardware can be stripped clean of data using bleach or acid? Computers aren't made out of fabric. I'd love to ask these Fox personalities to pour some bleach on a circuit board or a hard drive and then watch what happens. The bleach might cause some damage, but it would most likely just sit there until it was evaporated. Now, Clinton's legal team used software called BleachBit when they deleted emails from her server. BleachBit does not contain actual bleach. So this misconception got started after former U.S. Representative Trey Gowdy brought up the software during an interview on Fox News in August of 2016. Now, I couldn't find this interview, but I found this clip in more than one source. And here's the quote. It said, he said, I'll do my best Trey Gowdy impersonation. Here we go. They didn't just push the delete button. They had them deleted where even God can't read them. You don't use bleach bit for yoga emails or for bridesmaid emails. When you're using bleach bit, it's something you really don't want the world to see, said Gowdy. So soon after Gowdy's appearance, Trump worked the software into one of his campaign speeches. The term bleach bit quickly morphed into simply bleach and then acid or acid washed. Trump would even use the terms bleach and acid in the same line. And here's a quote. Couldn't find the entire speech, but I did, again, found this in more than one source. I don't do a great Trump. Uh, and it's my voice is kind of completely shot anyway. But I'm going to attempt something here. So here's the quote from Trump from September 8th, 2016, from a campaign stumping speech, whatever. He said, 
Hillary Clinton's staff deleted and digitally bleached, which is acid cleaned her emails. Okay, so that's what Trump said. So that little tidbit of him starting to use the term bleached and acid cleaned got turned into a dramatic scene where Clinton herself took apart hard drives and servers and poured acid or bleach on them to hide any evidence of her nefarious deeds. It's complete fiction. Bleach Bit is considered a fairly innocuous software. And if you took chemistry in high school, you know, bleach isn't even an acid, it's a base. And I'm a super nerd who took organic chemistry in high school. And let me explain that class. It was called Advanced Chemistry, Organic Chem, and Qualitative Analysis, which is lab work. And we only had like half a semester of organic chem, which if you've taken organic chem, is next to impossible. It's incredibly difficult. I loved it. But it's uh, the carbon molecule and nomenclature, which is like tri, phi, you know, histocyte, blah, 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 blah. It's all the, the way a, a compound is named basically explains to someone what's in it and how it's made, how it's put together. That's what nomenclature, sort of the naming of stuff it's used in science. Super nerd. I'm a super nerd. And then like an idiot, I majored in theater. Yeah, don't do that. And now I have an MA in journalism, which might also be as equally stupid. I don't know yet. It's a very tough industry media. <laughs> and uh, I'm loving it so far. But yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, little tangent there. Just love talking. I could talk about chemistry all day. You have no idea. Okay, so anyway, the next one is Fox claim Hillary lied when she told the FBI none of her emails contained classified information. This one is very dodgy because the story has changed. Things have changed from 2016 and your average person who knew a little bit about the Hillary Clinton email sc scandal probably doesn't know that because God, why would you want to read about this? <laughs> I've read so many articles about it. Okay, so here we go. Remember when she said there was a C on the document? Mm -hmm. She played stupid mm -hmm. and she didn't know what it meant. Oh, um, right. Remember that? She go, oh, I didn't know what the C, what did it mean? So that was Dan Bongino, and he was on the five, and he said that on August 12th, 2022. Now, what he said there is not incorrect, uh, but there's a lot more to it. So originally, it did appear that Clinton may not have been truthful when she said she'd never knowingly sent or received classified information. After further investigation by the Department of Justice and the State Department, Clinton's statements look far less suspect. In the original FBI investigation of the tens of thousands of emails investigators reviewed. Now, this is very carefully worded. 113 contained classified information and three had classification markers. Clinton told the FBI that she did not know that a marking with the C, letter C, meant a document was classified. Three emails would constitute less than one one hundredth of one percent of the total number of emails. So this was later updated as the State Department spokesman John Kirby addressed it in two press briefings on July 6th and July 7th, 2016. Comey's statement was in 2005, uh, July 5th. Here we go. Now, I just copied and pasted this from factcheck.org. I include my source. I say openly that I just lifted this in the newsletters. It's not plagiarism when you just blatantly say, I just took this from here. Here's where I got it. Here's the link, which is what I did. Here we go. Comey said 
Three emails had portion markings on them indicating that they were classified, but they were not properly marked and therefore could have been missed by Clinton. He said that the emails were marked as classified with the letter C in the body of the email. Kirby also said that the State Department believes that at least two of the emails were mistakenly marked confidential. He could not speak to the third email, saying the department did not have all the records and documents that the FBI used in their investigation. Comey told the committee that he is highly confident that the FBI investigators consulted with the State Department about the marked emails. But he said he did not know the department believes that any of them were marked in error. So there's a little bit of confusion there. So in July 2018, a Justice Department report found that the classification markings were ambiguous and not clear. The final State Department report that was also completed during the Trump administration in October 2019 also found that the classification markings were unclear. I have hyperlinks to all of this. Now, federal agencies sometimes classify information after the fact, which makes this even more confusing. So something will get out and part of the story will have changed or whatever. And so something will retroactively be classified. So some emails were not classified at the time Clinton sent or received them, but were deemed classified later. Clinton may have honestly thought she never sent any classified information. We will have no way of knowing. So deleting the personal emails was the biggest mistake Clinton and her legal team made during the FBI investigation. That's just my opinion. I'm going going ahead and putting it out there. It created this huge unknown, which her critics were able to fill with whatever they wanted. The next big Fox myth is that Hillary Clinton's uh, server was hacked by a hostile foreign power. And then she was caught with the classified information that uh, our other countries were able to hack into. Nothing, no raid on them. Ansley Earnhardt from Fox and Friends, don't get a lot of clips from her, but got one there. Okay, here we go, here's the next one. No, he didn't say anything. Hillary's server was just wide open for business. Pretty much every enemy penetrated it. So Jesse Water with a needlessly sexual reference to a, you know, inanimate object. Way to go there, Jesse. Okay, so that was actually the second half of his crazy comment about how she had millions of documents stored in her country home, which he pulled out of thin air. So um, this one is a little gray because we don't really know. I'm going to play what Comey said. Here we go. With respect to potential computer intrusion by hostile actors, we did not find direct evidence that Secretary Clinton's personal email domain in its various configurations since 2009 was hacked successfully. So this comes with a bit of a caveat because it's sort of impossible to prove either way. And I'll just read what I have here. So the Inspector General report found hackers attempted to access Clinton's server on January 9, 2011, but were unable to do so. The attempt was detected and Clinton's technical support advisor caught it and shut the server down. It's always possible that Clinton's server was hacked and that the hacker did not leave any evidence behind. Ironically, had Clinton used the official government email address, there is a high likelihood that she might have been hacked. Russian actors did manage to hack the State Department email system in 2014. At this point, she had already left the State Department, but her stuff would probably still be in the system. In May 2016, a Roman, a Romanian hacker known as Guccifer told Fox News he had successfully accessed Clinton's email and server several times. Now, this has been disputed by Clinton, 
but most importantly, by the State Department, and Guccifer offered no evidence to support his claims. Guccifer was serving time in a U.S. prison on felony hacking charges when he made this claim. Now, this is interesting because this is not a man who's shy about his crimes, and he had evidence of other hacking, so it's a little bizarre that he would have zero evidence of his hacking of Clinton. It's probably bravado on his part, and he it's not true. If the State Department was like, yeah, no, we didn't see that at all, I, I think they would probably know what they were talking about, because he did hack other people. So this last one is simply called Fox Claim Whatever Nonsense Jason Chaffetz Says Here. And I say this because it's typical of just the amount of crazy that they throw up against the wall when it comes to Hillary Clinton. I dealt with this. I was the chairman of the Oversight Committee. I did issue subpoenas on Hillary Clinton. At the time, she had no security clearance, none. And there were thousands of documents in her safe at her attorney. They had no security clearance. And you know what? Nobody was prosecuted. Nobody was raided. Nobody went in there in the dead of night. None of the media was give, given this. Then media, by and large, didn't even report it. The president... So sometimes a claim is so outlandish that I don't even know how to begin to find the evidence to debunk it. I would love to specifically know what he issued, but his statement is quite vague, so there's no way to look that up. Her lawyer did keep the emails on a thumb drive in a safe. Uh, he did not keep thousands of documents, so that's not true. Chaffetz is correct in that Hillary wouldn't have had any security clearance when she left the State Department. His statement that the media didn't report on Hillary Clinton's email scandal is flat out absurd. I mean... Every aspect of the scandal was documented by multiple media companies. This was the story that would not die. And it's still the story that would not die. And it's, I had a lot of difficulty researching this because details kept changing as new things were revealed. So if you read something from 2015, it's going to read very differently than if you read something from this year or 2019 or 2018. Uh, details just kept coming about and it has a lot to do with the confusion over what is classified what's not classified and how these things are marked and it turns out it's very confusing and that Hillary Clinton may not have known she was doing anything wrong Now she did screw up in that she had her own personal server that was a huge mistake on her part um, and that she had her personal email huge mistake on her part and her lawyers really screwed up when they deleted the personal emails they should have just said here you go yoga class, bridesmaids, and uh, a funeral planning. So the next installment will should be coming out soon. It is basically me taking what we know of the Clinton scandal, what we know so far on the Trump scandal, and then showing how Fox News is spinning this, which they did immediately. Um, and that's a little bit trickier, but they're quite different scandals. Uh, incredibly different, actually. Uh, and I want to thank you for listening so much. I really appreciate it. I'm losing my voice. I have a Patreon if you'd like to support this uh, project. Uh, it's supported by a grant. The grant does have an end time, so this won't go on forever. And I'm not sure what the future will be for Decoding Fox News, but I love doing this sort of work. I love working in disinformation, misinformation, and debunking nonsense. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, my cat mascots, Odin and Thor... Send their love. Thor has been sleeping next to me the whole time. Odin is sleeping on top of my bookcase, which he likes to do. And <clears throat> I'm dying. I still have COVID. This is hilarious. But I keep working because that's who I am. I'm a crazy person.